welcome to Shoujo, the podcast where I, Sarah, introduce my friend Joe to Shoujo anime, which is a genre of anime targeting adolescent girls and mostly featuring magical girl stuff or romance, you know, cheesy, fluffy things. Uh, and Joe is a newcomer to the genre. So as the veteran Shoujo enthusiast, I'm introducing him. Hence the name Shoujo, because I'm introducing my friend Joe to Shoujo. Joe, why don't you say hi? Hello. I'm Joe of the Shoujo <laughs> podcast. I've watched anime. I haven't watched that much Shoujo. I have watched some. I'm not like a total newcomer. Like I have seen Sailor Moon a million years ago. I mean, that's the image of Shoujo that most people think of. That's true. I've also watched uh, Revolutionary Girl Utena. Does that count? That's old school. Yeah, but yes, very much so. Okay, that show owns. So I'm probably going to mention it a lot as like my only culture like my the reference point is like well this kind of happens in utana but you know some other stuff also happens in that show so uh so today the series that we're gonna kick off with is called angelic layer and i do have a disclaimer that this is this will be joe's first time hearing uh that I googled it, and it turns out Angelic Layer may technically be a shonen anime in the <laughs> shoujo. Uh, my bad, guys, but it's okay. it's Clamp's first kind of foray into shonen, and it's been referred to as kind of a gateway shonen. And honestly, I watched it as a 12-year-old girl, and my sister did. It feels intended for young girls still, just with... Oh my God action elements this makes so much more sense i have all these notes that i'm like man these like battle outfits these dolls are wearing are kind of horny like i it's kind of weird i don't know why is it like this well uh as we just discussed it would seem show bits which is another clamp series is within the same universe as oh my god angelic layer so that tracks but Chobits is so horny. I think Clamp. Clamp is a group of female manga artists, but you know, who doesn't like a little lady eye candy just all around? So there's there's some stuff. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. The interesting. Card, they also make Card Capture Sakura. The Card Capture Sakura is not like this, is it? Not at all. Am I going to look at Card Capture Sakura and it's a shit? No, a there's like no sexual elements at all in that show. Uh, and no, it's very much shoujo the best one in fact in my opinion this was published in shonen ace shonen was in the name of the magazine that's my bad (laughs) (laughs) you're like soft introducing me to shonen right (laughs) yes yes because you're just such a manly man who's gonna have a hard time transitioning into a female targeted show that we gotta ease you into it that was totally my intention If nobody's throwing a punch, I just can't. This is why I watch Dutana, because they sword fight in that. And I'm like, no sword, no fighting? What is that? I can't believe, I can't imagine. That's right. All according to plan. Not a mistake on my part at all. But yeah, so I've been watching anime since I was 12. Uh, unless Pokemon, I mean, Pokemon does count technically. I've been watching that since I was a kid, but really getting into it was when I was 12, I found like manga at my middle school library, started reading that. And then, it, you know, just it's been a landslide since then of just all the stuff. First manga series I collected was Full Moon, which we'll cover at some point. Uh, but now I have like over 500 volumes of manga because I am not into saving money for a house or anything who cares about that let's just collect books that you have nightmares about them catching on fire yeah that's kind of my experience 
anime. You are like not. You're not selling the like collecting manga is such a fun <laughs> hobby thing where you're like, yeah, I just make my house a huge fire hazard all the no, time. No, I'm just. I used to have nightmares that because when I was in college, I didn't bring them with me because there's so many uh, that I left them at home and I was afraid something terrible would happen to them. Maybe that's because my sister would read them while I was away and she told me that she dropped one of them in a bathtub and I was pissed <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, what's happening to them when I'm not there to protect them? <laughs> but it's, I mean, I like collecting manga and personally I think shoujo is more suited for a print media like that because the level of detail is much better versus anime, which I would say lends itself to more action genre and because it's it makes sense that there's less detail on fast moving scenes whereas a lot of shoujo anime don't get that same level of detail that is in the manga in their anime counterpart because of like a budget thing i don't know if it's like ah dumb girls what they don't <laughs> they don't care <laughs> i i don't know i don't i don't think that's it probably yeah maybe i don't uh i'm not sure the parts where it's like something momentous happens they do a good job animating it where you know they're like doing the 360 camera on them kissing and it's all sparkly and blah 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 look where are you off the rails this is where you're introducing yourself okay well i do i need to introduce myself and be like i watch this Go ahead. Nobody wants it. I uh, I did the normal US teen thing where I watched Toonami, and that's where I saw anime in like middle school and high school, only on Saturday nights. So Inuyasha. Yep. So I watched Inuyasha. I watched like Cowboy Bebop would come on like almost at the end. Um, sometimes they play Evangelion. It's a lot of Naruto. It's a lot of they play Bleach sometimes, I think. I saw like Fooly Cooly and like some weird stuff that they would just play a lot for some reason. Yep. And then I would watch more stuff like actually on purpose uh later it's like in high school and college uh, and it kind of runs the gambit i've been like very recently watching a lot of older stuff like i'm watching a bunch of gundam like original gundam i watched like dirty pair i've watched like some older like stuff from the 80s and 90s and i like the way they used to draw them i think the way i think newer stuff coming out doesn't look as good mm. i'm one of those people good thing we're starting with the older one then well see, this is why i'm excited yeah i mean we should watch some newer ones also yes like as a comparison point, but I find the older charming. Yes, for sure. I mean, I do appreciate, I don't know if you watched Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War or whatever. I hate- I did, yeah. I hate the, I hate the new characters. They're stupid, but it is nice to see a show that you watched in an older, less detailed animation style be brought into the present where everything's so polished. Uh, it's cool to see. Um, I guess that's why they've been redoing so many shows like Hunter Hunter. They did like Card Capture, Sakura Clear Card- and lots of other kind of just remastering or I guess reboot uh, Tokyo Mew Mew New so mm -hmm. all sorts of stuff like that I guess what's happening in cinema is reflected in anime where we don't come up with new things <laughs> yeah I feel like this is more of just like nostalgia loops get smaller and everyone's just trying to cash in I don't really know if it's like finally we can remake this with more money yeah maybe I guess the people who are consuming this are now the ones working in the industry so maybe they just want to work on the thing that they grew up watching that's kind of sad that bums me out actually <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's better than the sequel series that we're getting for stuff. Like, if you watched any of those, like the Inuyasha sequel series where it's about their kid or Boruto where it's about his kid. Uh. 
Yasha Hime. I watched, a, I think I watched the first season of Yasha Hime. I don't love that they turned Shishomaru into kind of like pedo situation because he's so it's the worst thing that's gorgeous. Ever happened. And I have a lovely poster of him. And it's, it's devastating. It's so bad. But I will say the opening to that, the first one is really good. It's so catchy. Like that, the concept of it is nice. But in that show in particular, we don't really see any of the original characters much at all. And it's just these new characters. And I, I'm not going to really care to watch it unless I see the beloved characters interacting with these new characters mm-hmm. uh, side by side. Also, it's like, I can't watch this. This isn't canon, is it? You know, this is just new filler. Oh, do you care about what is and isn't canon? Um, I mean, I guess not necessarily like Disney made a lot of Star Wars stuff null and void, but that's those are the ones that I liked. The ones that aren't acknowledged, I guess. Oh, yeah. By big old Disney. We're going to need to have like a side thing where we just talk about all this other stuff. <laughs> okay. like... <laughs> I'm playing KOTOR 1. I don't even talk about it. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Yes, I'm so glad you're playing that. Anyways. Okay, for realsies, Angelic Layer. I'll give you guys kind of a basic rundown of the overall synopsis, and then Joe's going to take us through episodes one and two that we both watch and recap it, and then we'll discuss from there. So Angelic Layer, which is by Clamp, which we discussed uh, their first, as we also discussed, Shonen. But we're going to pretend it's Shoujo anime. <laughs> Um, it's about this 12-year-old girl named Misaki, and she is an aspiring player of Angelic Lair, which is this fighting game where you play with dolls that you use like these kind of VR-esque headsets to control. That's kind of like the, the gist of it. So, Joe, if you want to start the journey. Uh, let me see. I guess a couple other things to add. This show is from the two th- it's 2001 it ran in 2001 and it's by studio bones it looks pretty good i like it but it's also i, I guess i'll like point out some stuff when we're in it about like how google maps doesn't exist because this is old <laughs> but i'll start with the summary Episode one is titled, How Do You Do, My Very Own Angel. We open on a weird egg, and we're told that it's an egg with a dream. A narrator tells us that if you raise the egg with wisdom, love, and courage, it becomes an angel. And then the opening plays. At the end of the opening, we are introduced to our main character. She's a little girl who has come to Tokyo alone to live with her aunt. While trying to find her way in the Tokyo train station, a mysterious man in a lab coat sees her and starts to follow her. Eventually, she makes her way out of the station and sees a giant TV attached to the side of a building, showing a combat sport between two women one wearing a a smaller white outfit or a smaller woman wearing a white outfit and a larger woman wearing a black outfit um and while she's watching this two kindergartners come up to her and tell her that this sport is called angelic layer as the smaller fighter starts losing our main character starts feeling bad about being small then the smaller fighter stages a big comeback which involves like flying in the air and growing giant angel wings and then throwing a big green energy ball at her opponent, which eventually wins her the match. Our main, uh, our main character is excited that the smaller one won. And while celebrating, she meets the mysterious lab coat man uh, who starts talking to her. He explains that the fighters are actually high tech dolls called angels that you can buy from the store. So she runs off and buys one. Lab coat guy then explains that angels start off in little eggs uh, and you have to buy stuff to customize them. We then get the introduction of the main character and we learn that her name is Miss. Saki Suzuharu, and she's 12 years old. Lab coat guy starts introducing himself 
uh, with one name and then switches to a different one midway through. So he ends up introducing himself as Ichan. Ichan tells uh, or picks out a bunch of stuff for Mizaki uh, to buy and then gets arrested for being creepy. Mizaki spends all of her money on Angelic Lair stuff, leaving her, her leaving her no money for the train ride home. She finally walks to her aunt's place and shows her all the stuff she bought. Her aunt is shocked to see that Misaki only bought Angelic Layer things, and we learn that her aunt is named Shoko and is a news broadcaster. Shoko asks Misaki when the last time she saw her mom was, and Misaki tells her that she hasn't seen her since kindergarten and doesn't remember her very well. But she does send her money and is now sending her to school in Tokyo, which is why she's here in the first place. Then she runs off to take a bath and brings the angel egg with her, because apparently you're supposed to open it in the bath, even though that <laughs> doesn't actually matter when it happens. Shoko cryptically comments that Angelic Layer runs in her blood. We then cut to a bunch of angel dolls and different fighting game looking outfits showing up on screens next to a bunch of stats. We pan to some facility where a guy watches the screens and he comments that the next big angelic layer games are going to start soon. Ichan comes into this facility where he clearly works and tells uh, and the guy tells him that he's late. He tells the guy that he was late because he got arrested. The guy then accuses him of being a pervert and then Ichan puts an octopus in this guy's pants. That's the thing that actually <laughs> happens. Uh, afterwards, he pulls out a picture of Misaki with her grandparents, indicating that he already knew who she was. We cut back to Shoko, who's on the phone with somebody who is clearly Misaki's mom. Shoko asks her if she's going to visit Misaki now that they're both in Tokyo, but her mom seems to say no for some reason. Misaki comes in while she's on the phone and asks her for some scissors, and her mom overhears her voice and starts to feel sad. Misaki assembles her angel, which includes giving it a wig and a haircut, setting its stats like a big RPG character creator screen, and then giving uh, it a name. She models the angel after herself, and she names her Hikaru. Hikaru, having been complete, opens her eyes, and Mizuki is very happy. In the other room, a melancholy Aunt Shoko thinks about Angelic Lair and knocks back, like, a huge swig of a drink. <laughs> Um, and then we cut to Ichan, who's looking like he's in the first episode of an anime. Um, and then to the, a mysterious woman in a wheelchair as we cut to credits. Nice, nice. And that's the end of episode one. Okay, you want to discuss from here episode one or shall we? Yeah. Okay. There's a couple things. I mean, I think we'll have some things to say when I talk about the second one too. That's like overall. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> okay, do you have anything? <laughs> yeah, I, I yes, I do. You have some big, okay, I just talked a lot, you go. Okay, so the first thing I noted is that, yes, the subways the stations are overwhelming is that true i mean thank god my sister was there and somehow she was able to navigate it because i would have just been lost forever okay and because as you said google maps isn't a thing because when i was in japan i was able to google maps where we're going and it would tell us what stops to take on the train which was very helpful. So okay, I, I imagine it'd be difficult because, like, I've yeah, I've never been to Japan. I've never been to Tokyo, obviously. Um, but I have played the Persona games, and they always put like the train sections in the so in yes. the Persona games, and they're always the most confusing yes. thing. And I'm like, is this like on purpose, or are you guys just designing this weird? So I guess it is just that complicated, huh? Yeah, I mean, it works, and I envy them for having that just ready to go. Oh yeah, nice to have trains. It was so convenient. Okay, the other thing is like when she's in the subway or the train station she only has like a tiny backpack that's all her luggage is like one tiny backpack yeah this poor child good. that's a good point has no possessions uh i guess she's she's from i was gonna look up what place she was from it's called oh yeah i have that note she says it later on she says it in the second episode it's um uh where is it in my notes it's south of osaka okay wakayama which is like on the coast, south of Osaka. Okay, but I guess it's some kind of rural area that in Tokyo is a huge culture shock for her coming in. Yeah, she says some stuff next episode, which is very funny. <laughs> 
Okay, so for Ichan, I made a lot of notes. Oh First one, dude looks like a stalker. Uh, like, I mean, concerning. It's because he's like, he's like crawling around. Like, he, he's like a cartoon character in a world of regular people, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, the music that they play in the background of the angelic fight that she's watching is pretty sweet. Like, I think the music is pretty good. Okay, I think we need to talk. So, this part where she's watching. Yes. The fight mm -hmm. on the screen that's just like on the side of a building, like it's being projected on. What's with these angel outfits? Uh, I don't know. I think it speaks to the person who made the angel about their tastes. These are like sexy outfits. I mean, both of the players we see are women because we get like a shortcut of the like players after the match ends. And one of them is clearly like the same woman that's on the phone. Like it's clearly her mom. Her mom is one of them. Like probably the one controlling the white fighter, I think. The tiny one. Mm -hmm. Um that one okay, the one that's wearing white is dressed like, like a white knight Athena. from like an RPG. Yeah, her, her that's name is the Athena. doll's name. Yeah. It's like she's dressed like a like an RPG white knight. And the other one is like wearing a black leotard with like spikes on the shoulder blades and stuff. Like she's in Mad Max. Like it's all yes, over the place. Exactly. In, in terms of the like what we're going for here. Here. I mean, as we see later, it's just kind of the whoever, I guess the angel owner. Or? Oh, yeah. When we see like the montage of it's all of them. It's up to them. Yes. Making, determining they how they like, look. Fighting characters, like kind of sexy fighting characters. Like in the second episode, she's going to fight a like cat girl doll with like a boob window. A, a keyhole in her outfit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess clamp artists or a bunch of pervs or something. Oh, well, we get some stuff. Well, we'll talk about that next episode. Uh, let me see. Uh, she gets depressed about being small specifically which is like kind of interesting in that like is that a concern that little girls have no of, like being small because i associate that more with like a dude problem honestly or at least here in the u.s i feel like chicks who are small they like to talk about how tiny they are just because they're like oh i'm so tiny and i can't do anything by myself because i'm so tiny and cute and then other chicks are like oh my god we get it you're tiny whereas she seems to be viewed as a negative thing yeah. uh like i guess a physical disadvantage but it's not like she's scrapping in school or something where that would even matter yeah i mean she is also kind of timid like later on when she goes to buy the angel and like for some reason she goes to like the dishware department of a store like she's just hanging she's like in the like kitchen oh, section okay so or at least in my experience that a lot of the stores are department where each floor is a different you know kind of how there's sections but each floor has its own thing so uh, also she doesn't know where the heck she's going so she's just that makes sense well it's just like she's like i'm gonna go buy this angelic layer doll and then like we cut to her in like a dishware section and i'm like why are you girl you're in the wrong place what is happening <laughs> yeah no it's just all kind of in the same building and she's really awkward with the assistant there but she's not awkward with ichan who she's like normal with that's because he's not normal, so she feels normal about herself for once. It's like every all the other characters hate Ichan except for her who thinks she's like, she just treats him like he's normal. She doesn't have stranger danger awareness, I guess. But he's, but he isn't actually like, if you look at what he's doing, he isn't actually doing anything dangerous. He's just like a weird guy. Yeah, I thought you were gonna, I thought you were gonna be like, who the hell is this guy? Like, why is he following this little girl? And blah, blah, blah. Your team, Ichan. Well, I, like, we know that he knows her by the end of this. Like, he has a picture of her with her grandparents so it's like oh this is like clearly like a family friend or something this isn't just some random guy i guess uh also freaking i can you imagine how expensive it would be to get one of these dolls i can't imagine dude 12 year old having enough to buy any of that he handed her like 10 boxes of stuff and none of them were clothes like <laughs> 
<laughs> she doesn't have any clothes at the end for for the doll at the end of the at the end of the first episode. It's like a plot point of the second one. There's so many. Like, what did she buy? I know because all we see is the little. It's like, like just the basics that connects to the little kind of stand that she then puts the dolls, which is a separate purchase. So like three items yeah. is well, all. A wig. Oh yeah, I guess the wig, and that's all we saw as far as what the heck she bought. Uh, but yes, that seems. I mean, freaking... I mean, this technology's crazy. Yeah! Like, it's gotta be extremely expensive. Yes! Let's see. Uh, and then he gets he gets arrested, or he gets dragged he off. He gets arrested. Death. I was I was like, good job, lady attendant. Some rando dude drags a kid away. Yeah. You know, no bystander issue here. She just went straight to reporting it. I don't know. I think he's fine. What do you think about her mom so far? Okay, hold on. Before I, before, I have a note before that. Okay. Uh, which is about Shoko, her, her her apartment. She has terrible wall art. I need you, <laughs> next time you're in the episode, I want you to look at the wall art. Because they're like, behind the main couch, there's just like this huge painting that's just like a white canvas with like three colored lines on it. And that's it. And I'm like, Shoko, why did you buy this? I don't know. She's, a, she's essentially what you would imagine being the single dude with all the money spent on stupid stuff but it's her um but it's her just buying garbage wall art that and then <laughs> booze yeah because i wrote auntie's an alcoholic when she was <laughs> dude she's she's kicking back she's kicking back some brandy at the end of this episode it's great yeah um but about her mom her mom fucking sucks <laughs> yeah she does she hasn't seen her since she was like five yeah shoko's like when was the last time you saw my sister and she's like oh i haven't seen her since i was a kindergartner i don't remember what she looks like terrible <laughs> like, dude what oh my god but she sends her money so that's something so, i guess i i mean i so I guess by law, maybe like child support, not by choice. Yeah. Later on, like Shoko's like, hey, you're in Tokyo. Your daughter's in Tokyo. You're going to visit her. And her mom's basically just like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like incredible. Maybe callousness. she's an oopsie baby. <laughs> like, I, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't understand what's going on here. But like, yikes, Athena. Do you want to talk about the octopus in the pan? Yeah. It looks like it must go straight up the butt with how he's acting. <laughs> this is that's not what I was thinking about. OK, Thank well, you. I guess you would think about something maybe else more vital. Um, that was interesting. <laughs> that was yeah, weird. that's going to be like a bit now. The penalty thing. So get ready. It's just weird because, like, everybody hates this guy. Everybody hates Ichan, but he isn't really that weird, particularly. Like, he's weird in that he's, like, a cartoon man. <laughs> yeah. But, like, when you understand that he already knows who Miharu is and also that he works for the company that makes these things, the fact that he's, like, showing her how to buy this stuff is a lot less weird to me now. I mean, but what about when you first watched? Were you like, what the? Yeah, he was definitely weird when I first saw him. But, like, the way everybody else treats him is, like, really weird, even though he's, like, not particularly that weird. I think, I think it's because he's wearing a lab coat. I think people hate lab coats. Suspicious. They don't like it when you strike cool poses. They want you to be boring. This is my theory. So. Okay. Also, I had another thing. Oh, yep. Go in. Um, this just like appeared a lot. Everything has like a big crown logo. Yeah, I think it like must. Like school uniform and next episode is going to the like department store lady had it on her clothes. Yeah, I wrote down the name of it. Uh, oh, it has a like name? Piffle Princess, I think was the name of the store. She goes in the second episode. Because um, oh, okay. that's not, I maybe the crown I see in clamp stuff a lot but that little piffle princess logo i don't i don't recognize from any of the other clamps i've watched but i think there's a lot of subtle references to other clamp series okay did it bother you maybe this is just me freaking every time she's holding that damn doll it's like right onto the boobies the thumbs are just right on them boobs that the doll just 
because <laughs> it just like looks weird. Are you talking about when she opened it in the bath? Yeah. Okay, that was weird. And when she finishes making it. So the first thing, she opens it in the bath, which means that she's just in a bath and she opens it. The egg is already full of fluid. Like, it's like water or something. Why is it full of liquid? I don't know. Also, the doll comes out and it's like a blue color. But then when she like provisions it, it turns into like a skin tone. Yeah, I guess. a normal human would have. She must have selected skin tone and eye color when she was, you know, with her five buttons computer uh making her hikaru uh, i didn't know that she always grabs it by the boob well not, okay <laughs> sorry maybe that. i'm just more aware of that uh but yes yeah, she just i mean because i'm trying to think of how i would hold a i guess cause she holds it with two hands i guess if i was holding if you were a giant <laughs> if i was holding a barbie you were picking up a woman if you were king kong <laughs> and you had to pick up a woman <laughs> How would you do it? Would you do it with one hand or would you do it with two hands? I mean, one hand's more than enough. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, the pressure of crushing them with both your hands maybe is the thing to be concerned about. I guess so. Okay, I think that about covers it for episode one if you want to. Wait, hold on. I have Ikaru stats. <laughs> There's one section that lays out all of the stats she gets to pick when she's provisioning uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. And then there was, like a, there was like a brief shot where you could see how many points she puts okay, in each so one of these. Tell me, tell me everything. So there's six stats in Angelic Lair. There is height, weight, offensive power, defensive power, but it's spelled with two Fs for some reason, <laughs> uh, quickness, and physical strength. So the stats she assigns, um, she get, it's out of nine. So each stat has a maximum of nine. And I guess you get like 31 points or something total. So she makes the height a three out of nine. She makes the weight a two out of nine. So it's really light. Um, the offensive power is a seven out of nine. The defensive power is a four out of nine. The quickness is a nine out of nine. So we're being real quick. And then the physical strength is a six out of nine. So she basically is making like a glass cannon build here <laughs> where it's like the offensive power is pretty high. You're pretty fast. Your defense is not very good. And you're like tiny and you're like a waif better not get touched or you're screwed right which doesn't happen when she has the fight next time i guess well i guess i should just do the episode yeah two yeah take us now. through episode two now i read a lot for these this entire document with these recaps is a hundred and or it's 1300 words okay by the way you did a really good job with the last one very professional oh thanks <laughs> god <laughs> i gotta do it again okay <laughs> episode two is called do your best hikaru it's your first fight Misaki wakes up the next morning and greets Hikaru. She puts on her school uniform, which looks like, okay, I say here, it looks like a blue Kingdom Hearts themed sailor <laughs> totally uniform because it has the crowns on it. But I guess that's something that is clamp their stuff. Yeah. And then she makes a huge breakfast for her and Shoko. Misaki gets lost on the way to school and runs into another girl wearing a red uniform. The red uniform girl comments on Hikaru and starts talking about her stats and build. She asks why Hikaru doesn't have any clothes and Misaki says that she hasn't bought any yet girl feels bad and then wraps a handkerchief around Hikaru and fastens it into like a little dress. We learn that this little girl is a kindergartner named Haruko Kobayashi from her brother who's run after her. He chastised her for running ahead. We learn that his name is Kotaru Kobayashi and is in the same class as Misaki. Kotaru is excited to have a new classmate and Haruko asks if they're going to kiss. Misaki and Kotaru get embarrassed as Haruko runs away. Misaki and Kotaru go to school together. Misaki is scandalized by the big city and how a kindergartner like Haruko talks about kissing. We learn that Misaki and Kotaru are in the same class, but before they can enter, Kotaru is put into a headlock by his childhood friend, Tamayo Kizaki. Tamayo introduces herself to Misaki while choking out Kotaru. (laughs) 
We cut back to the facility where Ichan is. Um, we learn that he's the chief that works there and his actual name is Mihara. We also learn that the guy we saw last episode who got an octopus put in his pants is named Ogata. And Ogata is looking for Ichan, but he's not there. We cut back to Misaki, Kataro, Tamoya walking home from school. Misaki tells them about herself and how she cooks meals because she used to live in the country. Tamayo jokes that she should be her wife, and Misaki says that girls can't be another girl's wife. Uh, clearly, the big city has not scandalized her enough. She's going to have a lot to learn. <laughs> Kataro and Tamoyo leave Misaki to pick up Haruko from kindergarten. As they leave, we pan to Ichan, who's standing in a cherry blossom tree, <laughs> laughing at himself like an evil villain. He comedy bit jumps in front of Misaki and then hurts himself. Misaki thanks him for teaching her about angelic lair, and he starts talking to her about Hikaru's stats and build. Ichan creepily starts examining <laughs> Hikaru, and Misaki starts getting uncomfortable. Ichan tells her that angels can't wear normal fabric, and gives her some special fabric to make Hikaru an outfit. Misaki hand sews Hikaru an outfit while Ichan plays with some cats in a tree. <laughs> the outfit she makes is like a red bodysuit with like a big screw on the front, like a screw head that you would use like a like a flathead screwdriver on. Ichan tells her that it's the perfect outfit for playing Angelic Lair and they should go do so right now. Misaki and Ichan go to an Angelic Lair club or facility where you can actually play the game. Uh, Ichan explains that the dolls can move when they're on a special computer table called a Lair and tells Misaki to go rent one. He then gets a phone call from Ogata who gets mad at him for missing a meeting with the chairman and for taking the samples with him, which are clearly the fabric samples he gave to Misaki so that she could make her outfit. Misaki comes back and it turns out instead of renting a table, she accidentally entered a battle instead. Uh, Misaki is embarrassed, but ends up playing her match. We learn that to play Angelic Lair, what you do is you wear this like AR headset uh, that like shows up a heads up display while you could also see the layer field. Um, and you control your angel with your mind by like visualizing what you want them to do. Misaki successfully gets Hikaru to stand up in the lair. And it's like a very, it's like a very sweet moment where she's able to connect with her doll. And then the fight starts. Um, while all of this is happening, Kataru and Tamuyo have arrived to find Hadoko, who's wandered off. They see Misaki in the tournament and they start cheering her on. And Hadoko is also there, like, watching the match. In the fight, all Misaki can do is get Hikaru to dodge. She eventually starts losing, so she gathers the courage to counterattack and wins by doing a big running clothesline that we saw uh, Tamayo do to Kataro earlier in the episode when she put him in a headlock. Misaki thanks Hikaru as the episode ends and the credits roll. And that's the end of episode two. Yeah. So much stuff happens. How do you feel about it so far? Because it's hard for me to just watch an anime but stop like okay you can't watch anymore until next week because uh, it was it was cool right seeing the fight and imagining what's gonna come from there yeah i mean i think we have all of the pieces for like the setup she freaking wins she does yeah she wins in a way that i like, would be ashamed if i was her competition i feel like she probably should have lost yeah. that because she basically just like one hit ko's her opponent like her opponent was like beating her ass yeah. earlier <laughs> like a lot uh but she must have a really bad build that's my <laughs> She must have done even more of a glass cannon build where it's like if you got hit <laughs> once, you're just dead. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, everything's in place. I feel like I understand where the show's generally going. So I guess we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah. So my first note is Auntie must be loaded because their place is huge. It's like a whole freaking house that one... 20-something-year-old ladies living in. Uh, she's a news broadcaster famous for making bank. Yes, <laughs> so it would seem. Uh, yeah, she has a really big apartment. She has like a whole guest room that she doesn't use. Yep. Uh, my first note is that the breakfast that Mizuki makes is like enormous. There's like 10 dishes. I think a lot of Japanese breakfasts are like that. It's a lot of little dishes that you She was like cooking with like four pots. It was insane. That's so much work. Never in my life. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, what do you think of the uniform? Because it's very distinct. I really like the thigh-high leggings in this show. Yeah, there's like, I mean, this is where I'm like, this is a, this is the shonen stuff where it's like, oh, she has like absolute territory, right? It's like the the skirt that like fans out and like ends like mid thigh and then there are thigh highs i mean the, the, like i think the outfit's cute mm-hmm. mostly yeah it's fine i guess we haven't really talked about the designs it, do you want to tell us go through a quick rundown of how you think her hair looks i hate her hair <laughs> <laughs> it's just stupid like too limp oh my god okay ah, so if you didn't watch this show her haircut is how would you describe her haircut so it's she like, basically um, has a short, not quite pixie cut, but a short haircut. But the there's she has two long strands kind of at her temples, like from her temple, you know, in front of her ears, just two long strips of hair that just hang out and everything else is short and it looks dumb. I hate it. Yeah, it goes like past her shoulders. Like she doesn't. I mean, it's such an anime haircut where it just doesn't make sense and it would look terrible in real life. <laughs> you know what she looks like, though? I kind of like it. She kind of looks like a squidling from oh, Splatoon. Yeah. Totally. Like, that's what I think of. I'm like, oh, she's got little tentacles. Okay, that makes <laughs> that's Yeah, fun. that totally tracks. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but as far as like normal haircut, eh, I don't like it. I wish she just snipped, snipped that. I like it. I think it's fun. You know, you gotta be, inter- you gotta look different enough that you're distinct and people remember you. That's right. You need main character energy. Yeah. And she does have a normal hair color, so there is that. Yeah, right? there is that. Yeah, she's very. But the outfits are fine. Yeah, she she seems to wear a lot of Chinese style shirts where it ha- or where it has like the little collar line. Oh, it has like the 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 stiffed up collar that yeah. like comes at like a curve. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. The front. She seems to wear a lot of that. Yeah. I did want to make a note, and this is the one reference that I really recognize, is that their school is called Ariel Academy, and Ariel is a character in Cardcaptor Sakura. He's, oh, okay. Yeah, so I was like, oh, that's got to be in relation to that. Uh, watching hmm. it in subtitles is how I caught that. I probably wouldn't have otherwise. So after she makes breakfast, this is the first time we get a joke where someone's like, oh, you're so good at cooking, you should be my wife. This is going to happen a couple times. Her aunt says that, right? Because it's, you know, women be cooking. Um, <laughs> then we run into what she gets lost again. She's like going to school for the first time, and she like her aunt has written her directions like on a card that's like, oh, turn left at this like flower shop. Um, and then she's like, oh no, there's two flower shops. I don't know which one to turn on. Which again, pre Google Maps show, right? Like this is a kind of plot point that could just never really happen again. That's pretty fun. Then she runs into uh, Hanako, who's wearing a cool beret. Her outfit is like so. Misaki's like her. She's in what? She's in middle school, high school. Yeah, they school. call it. She's twelve, so she's in middle school. Freshman of middle school, but yeah, she's in. Yeah. I think it's seventh. So she'd be grade? in sixth grade. No, because okay. their elementary goes. I think K through sixth grade. Yeah, sixth grade. So she'd be. But hers is like a blue and white. Like that's the colors they yeah. wear. Um is a kindergartner and hers is like a red. It's like red and black, which is way better. Yeah, I think it's just different. And also she gets a beret. I'm assuming it's a whole campus, one elementary, middle, and high school. So each one probably has like a distinct color for which school okay, they but belong like, to. Her opponent, like w- when she plays against her opponent, who's like also clear, like probably like a high schooler, uh-huh. she's wearing like a normal uniform. Looking it's like one. a brown. Yep. Do we know what the, like anything else about this school? I guess we don't at this point. That's like, is this like a private school? Like what's going on? They said that most people who go there stay within it because most schools 
you know, you try to get into the best ones, not necessarily whatever's closest to where you live. Okay. So I'm assuming it must be pretty prestigious. Uh, yeah, especially with if they have all three in, on one single campus. I'm assuming it's some kind of fancy thing like that. And I gotcha. guess, yeah, her auntie's loaded and her mom, the only thing she does <laughs> to support her is financially. I guess that's the only way she's able to afford Angelic Lair. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if her mom is truly the Athena that we saw earlier, um... She's like on. She's like number yeah, one. She had like, like seventy nine consecutive yeah. wins. It was like crazy. Yeah. So she's probably making pretty good money. Anyway, uh, Hadako owns. Hadako's great. <laughs> I love Hadako. Yeah, she's so cool. Also, I don't know why it's like the small children in Japan. All their uniforms have the hats, but then there's no hats for the older ones. I love hats. I would want a hat. You like a beret for all through school. Grow out of hats. What do you mean? Right? It's cool. It's a good outfit. I what? love no, a good hat. <laughs> Forced to grow out of hats. That way you no, don't have to good. wash your hair. So if you, you have like weird bed head, you just hide it under the hat. Like, yeah. I think they have to take their hat off for class though. So then it'd be revealed that your hair would be looking whack. Uh, you are supposed to take your hat off indoors. But yeah, she's funny. She like, when she introduces her brother, she's like, oh yeah, this guy is technically my brother. <laughs> it's just like, why did you say that? But do you see the implied romantic interest possibly between the two of them? You mean like when they're both on screen together and Hanako's like, you guys going to kiss or what? Yeah, <laughs> yes. And she's scandalized <laughs> Dude, that a five-year-old knows kissing. She's so funny. Oh my god, freaking Misaki is like such a country bumpkin yes. being like, oh man, kids know about kissing out here. The big the big city is so advanced. It's like she hasn't watched a Disney movie. Yeah, it's like she's never hung out with someone. <laughs> she's never been cool. Yeah, that's because if she had any good friends, they would have told her to cut her hair. So obviously she hasn't had any friends <laughs> had her any whole life. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, uh, the introduction of Tamayo is great. She's yeah. like nuts. I kind of relate to her. I feel like I have had a lot of moments growing up where interacting with boys was just being violent towards them. You let me post <laughs> so, that era of my life. Lucky for you. Oh, uh, okay. I met you when you were nice. <laughs> I didn't kick you in the shin or something. Yeah, she just like runs up and clotheslines the shit out of Kotaro and then just chokes him out. <laughs> like during her conversation with Sasaki. It's very funny. Although if I was him, I'd be so annoyed if that happened to me every single day. <laughs> Dude, he should just tap out. He didn't tap out. He needs oh, to tap that's out. True, yeah. I mean, he seems to know a bit about fighting since he uh at the when she's at the the place doing her first fight he's kind of commentating with some knowledge seemingly yeah well like his sister like Hanako is clearly big into it like she when she meets Misaki she's like examining you're so perceptive yeah Hikaru mm -hmm. like she's like she does the thing that Ichan's gonna do later but everyone thinks it's creepy when he does it where she's like looking at Hikaru's joints and being like oh you did this kind of build oh you're like your weight is probably two out of nine right like it's that kind of thing in her defense the doll is already naked so she could just blatantly see it whereas that's true Ichan he's like peeking up the skirt and it looks so creepy when he's doing it and Misaki's yeah. so uncomfortable as he's doing it. He does not do himself any favors. No, he does not. What do you say? At some point, they they say his goal in life is to surprise people. I yeah, I have that written that down too. He's just like a weird guy. Bizarro. His goal in life is to be weird and bombastic. That's pretty good. He's succeeding in that regard, for sure. He is succeeding. Oh, I did have a note. Of course, freaking... Angels can't use normal fabric because you have to be able to buy the fabric from them specifically so that they make money and you're oh, not yeah. just saving money by making your own clothes with your own materials. The business model is strong. <sighs> yes. <here. laughs> 
Um, that's a little bit later. So let's see. Da, 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 da. There, this is her walking back, and she's like, "Oh yeah, like I cook a lot because I live with my grandmother, and we would just take turns cooking." And then Tamio is like, "Oh, you know how to cook? You should be my wife." <laughs> it's like the second time yes. someone's been like, "She can. Someone should be my wife because she can cook." And that's when Misaki is like, oh, "I don't think girls can marry other girls." Scandal canceled scandal she doesn't understand Slacky's canceled don't worry the next the next decade and a half is going to be a, a big learning experience for you misaki oh yeah she's in for a whirlwind it's really funny because like after she says that kataru's like yeah don't worry misaki she's always like that <laughs> which is so funny to be like hey don't worry she's like always gay like this just don't worry about it <laughs> i kind of identify with her aunt and tomoyo on um saying that because i don't want to cook it'd be nice to just have someone who naturally does it and takes care of you what i want to do for someone making food for me without having to pay them <laughs> okay <laughs> it's you know all right or i could learn making food isn't that hard we could do it we could take a cooking I, class i made some sausage gravy with biscuits other day at least you know just like freaking that sounds uh, good pillsbury biscuits and but look i did something it required some effort yeah there you go that's the same thing yeah you're just like misaki <laughs> that's me yeah i'm so good um they give misaki a nickname which is just misaki chi which is just a longer name like it's not shorter it's longer which i don't think you're supposed to do i feel like here or at least in western culture it seems to be the nickname is shorter so it's just easier to say there it just seems to be like let me come up with a nickname so that it indicates to others that we have a close connection because i have this nickname i made for you uh rather than it just being convenient my next note okay do you have the episode pulled up no okay so the next time you get the chance there is a if you go to 929 <laughs> the part where kataro is you know she, they're like oh your nickname could be misachi and he's like you know like if you're not fine with that nickname don't worry about it mm -hmm. and misaki's like oh no like i like it when my friends give me nicknames and he's like oh well you can call me uh kataro he's just like you can call me by my first name well yeah but sh which is a big deal it is a big deal but it cuts to misaki and tamio and tamio just has the biggest shit eating grin <laughs> on her face yes like oh oh you want this girl to call you just met your first name huh I'm i see ruin this for you. On. yeah <laughs> it's so funny misaki's like i'll call you kotaro kun which i guess i mean i assume that most people listening to this other than like my mom are listening to it of their own interest in anime and already know honorifics and stuff but kun is like what you call a male peer chan is normally for like younger kids that goes to boys and girls no i guess girls mostly young kids and girls because even in high school i think you call like a girl whatever chan yeah i think it's like a familiar yeah feminine honor or whatever designation yeah so tamayo still calling him taro chan which he does not like because he's freaking seventh grade now big man can't be called that anymore it's very funny their dynamic is very fun yes I put a note, how on earth can he, Ichan, expect her to have money to rent a layer when she's already blowing all that money on the damn doll to begin with? He probably knows her mom and is like, oh, your mom's super fucking rich. 
you can afford this, right? Right? That's true. That's Maybe true. you can't. I actually don't know. Because he does it because like she goes off to rent it. Um, okay, I mean, like I have a couple of notes where she like makes the outfit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, legendary seamstress just like sits there and makes a whole ass outfit in like an hour. As I, I have a note that says good at sewing like Joe. <laughs> I like just took a sewing class for the first time like last month. And you're pro. With a machine. She's doing this all by hand. Yeah, it's crazy. Insane. It's like tiny. Like how are you doing these stitches? Insane. She's so tiny. She has dexterous hands. Unreal yeah. talent. <laughs> this is the this is the secret of being tiny. You can use <laughs> small needles and it's not a big deal. Yeah. She, she's got to recognize being small has its advantages. I guess that's like a whole freaking theme is that just because you're little doesn't mean you can't overcome things with her tiny doll. I also noted that like she has this, she does this like yeah, like cat yell a lot when she's surprised. Yeah. Did you notice this? Yes. He's like, yeah, <laughs> or something <laughs> all the time. And, but she's not cat themed at all. No. Yes. I, I guess I'm, I've been told I sound like a, a parrot when I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm str- what? like on stream when I'm streaming and I get startled. Or I make a sound that some of my viewers have said sounds like a parrot squawk. Oh, you you're over there squawking. <laughs> I guess so. Squawking on stream. Yes. Yeah, so you can't control the sounds that come out when you're startled. <laughs> or, uh... Sometimes my inner parrot is just released. <laughs> Sometimes I squawk with my reptile brain. My bird brain. I like the part where she's getting introduced and the lady's talking to her with the the mic and she's like so shy and bashful and then she goes to bow and knocks her head on the mic. I thought that was really cute. She's she's so awkward. Yes, I can relate. Okay, I made a note that freaking dear listeners, I work at a VR game developer, so I have VR on the mind a lot. And I was thinking freaking need to make angelic layer into a vr game man or ar you know it is ar that'd be I didn't sick notice. that would be so cool you can still see the stuff in front of you yes yeah ar so augmented reality versus virtual okay but this is like so i have a couple notes about the fight number one you start the fight by throwing your angel onto the table like it's a football which is like the funniest thing <laughs> and ever and you have to have a cool <laughs> like spiral when it. you throw it like you know what the lady say was her angel panther or something was cool panther was that the name of her uh Uh, i think so her her thing is like okay the enemy fighter is like dressed in a cat suit and is wearing like a futuristic visor like a star trek and also has a huge boob window and she also has these giant shoulder pads like the cubely from gundam like it's the weirdest design (laughs) i think it's kind of cool it's like kind of horny kind of tech weird future stuff i mean it's distinct for like a nobody character you know because we saw some other dolls just as we're panning across the whole store that were so boring looking fighting each other so at least it was yeah. memorable you remember That's freaking true. boob window as I you do. call it the cutout uh um, i do it is a boob what we're supposed to call it cutout although here cut if out, you yeah. watch love island like me you would know that for some reason people think the more skin you can show, the better. But just because there's cutouts doesn't mean it looks good. It has to be tastefully You're done. You're watching Love Island. Yeah. Yeah, this is clearly like a cutout for cleavage. Just yes. one calling it a boob well, window. That, yeah, because that's fine. That's fine. Just one. It's when like the damn, all the sides are cut out and stuff. What are you going to send me? What? Okay, are you sending me a picture? What oh, are you sending you, me? Oh, God, no. What, a Love Island outfit? <laughs> you were like, look at this. And I'm like, look oh, at what? <laughs> Did I say that? Oops. Just imagine. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up Love Island. Oh my god, it's it's so not doesn't bring substance at all, but I love it 
so much. Love Island outfits. Let's see what comes up. I'm not finding anything. Love Island outfits. These people are all just tiny. They would all lose at Angelic Lane. I don't think any of these people (laughs) on Love Island could cut it. Is that you? It doesn't matter if you're small. Who do you think on Love Island would do the best job at Angelic Lair? <laughs> Who do you think can visualize this is our Love okay, Island so Angelic Lair crossover podcast? <laughs> yeah, I've never even heard oh, of this show. Okay, well we haven't been talking enough because it's like all I talk about. I think someone funny would be Ekin Sue. She's this lady who's insanely dramatic and just iconic. I'd love to see what her doll looks like and what her little because they kind of have well back to Angelic Lair. It's similar to how like in Bleach they have Roar, Paimiko or whatever. They have like a battle shout out phrase oh. for their Zanpakuto and they do something yeah, similar they have, like, the when activation. they chuck their dolls into the lair. That's how you know it's a shonen. <laughs> yeah, I know. they're like so announcing stupid. themselves. <laughs> okay, this is just, we're just easing into it, you know? The next series will for sure be a full-blown shoujo. Okay. Uh, we're gonna just say this is in the middle. So about the thing you were saying with it being like a like you need to make this. So the way that it works is you put on this this AR headset and it like shows some stats so you can kind of like keep track of what's happening, but you can still like see the field. And the way you're supposed to get the doll to move is by visualizing it in your mind. Yeah, how does that work technologically? <laughs> well, like that's kind of like the most pure version of a video game controller, right? Because if you ever like played a game and you go into like you get really into it and you go into like a flow state, right? You're not thinking about like the buttons you're pressing. You're just like making the actions happen. Yeah. And this is just like a direct way of doing that. Like the way you control this is by imagining it. So this is kind of like the most pure form that what I'm saying is that they perfected gaming. This is the perfect game. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Which is very impressive. And also feels like it should cost a bajillion it dollars. I mean, this is probably like the most high tech table that exists for, in the world. For real. It'd be so cool, though. Well, because we haven't seen any male angels, but there are male ones. You just, I guess it's just a oh, there are. female predominated uh, sport, angelic layer, but there are. So if you made an angel, do you think you'd make a boy or a girl? Or what kind of angel do you think? What's You're not making the glass cannon, I take it? No, I want to make like a like a tank build, like one that doesn't do that much damage. And it's just about like tiring you out. Because I imagine, you know, having to visualize all this stuff gets pretty like taxing. Yeah. I if you do it for too long. Dummy, you can't succeed in uh, i don't think it's about being like, dumb how do you i think it's like how much are you focusing your imagination is your strongest i don't know how you get you gotta watch a lot of cartoons I guess you gotta watch so. a lot of shoujo anime yeah i don't know I, we've only seen like the only we've only seen angels that are women and we've only seen players that are women also yeah i'm excited for you to watch the rest of it i guess overall thoughts on the show so far um i think it's good so far i think we have like a lot of stuff that's flagpoled. I think it did like a pretty good job of being like, hey, this show is going to be about like her weird feelings with her mom and like using this angelic layer game as like a way of overcoming her like shyness or like feeling smallness. Yeah, she doesn't seem like the personality that would want to partake in something that's based off violence, which is interesting. Yeah. But also. Well, it's like, yeah, it doesn't seem like she'd want to do like a big flashy thing. Yeah. Right? She's just the scrappy, relatable character. <laughs> Just yeah. a lot of the angels are pretty cool that we'll meet along the way. So I'm excited for those. I mean, because you kind of saw a glimpse at them in the tech room that. 
Oh, like they have special well, powers? Because we saw Athena with her fancy magic energy ball. Athena, like, okay. what is that? That's crazy. <laughs> like, they were having a normal combat fight. You know what I mean? Like, just running and punching each other. And then freaking Athena just jumps in the air, grows giant angel wings, and then throws an energy ball at her opponent. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. We're doing magic over here. Like, does she have a special doll or just whatever you imagine can happen? Like, the, the rules of law of reality don't apply anything can happen i guess yeah so i think this is pretty good i mean i think it's pretty good so far i like everybody i think the characters that we got introduced to are very fun mm -hmm. we haven't gotten like the rival like i don't know if we're gonna get like the rival or whatever or she's gonna have a foil uh, but maybe we don't need that because those characters are also sometimes very annoying so that's true i i have a prediction yeah let's hear it yes prediction. let's hear she's eventually gonna get to the she's gonna get to a match where she fights her mom mm -hmm. and her mom's gonna recognize her but she's not gonna recognize her mom mm -hmm. and it's gonna be like ah oh, tragic this she's just gonna is her mom gonna demolish her or go easy on her her mom's gonna she's gonna <laughs> lose because she's gonna be like oh this is my daughter and then she's gonna win she's like wow can't believe i beat athena the number one 80 consecutive wins <laughs> yeah because she just like froze and that'll be good go talk to your daughter come on yeah for real go talk to your daughter i'd be so pissed if i was shoko i'd be like are you kidding me i'm like housing your daughter and you won't even come see her what's wrong Freaking, with you? this is your kid lady not mine i'm i'm young and what if i want to bring a dude home then I got my freaking niece here. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> boy yeah okay so that's our recap of episodes one and two of angelic layer our semi shoujo series that we're <laughs> starting with because i picked that intentionally we're sliding into not it. by accident yeah that's to right use joe into shoujo as a genre so maybe we'll do a poll on socials or something about what the next series should be which is still a long ways off because we're doing two episodes of the show per our podcast episode and there's 26 episodes total so it'll be a hot second before we're doing anything else so next next time it'll be episodes three and four uh we'd love to hear your guys's thoughts on the show if you've seen it before or if this is the only way that you're consuming the story of angelic layer luckily joe's doing a very good job at walking us through the episodes with clarity and precision if they want to watch this where, where can you watch this um that's a good question because it's i mean i originally watched it in dub but we're watching it in sub now uh from what i remember it's a pretty accurate translation from sub to dub yeah i don't know where the official place to watch it, it. doesn't look like i'm on justwatch.com and i don't see it in the u.s so i'm gonna you all you all are anime fans i'm sure you have methods of finding anime <laughs> yeah not as easy as it used to be but they've cracked down I, it's still pretty easy Listen, I'm just, I'm just. Surely Crunchyroll has it, I'm right? just, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's on there. I don't think it's Hopefully there. you guys are able to find it. Listen, I'm just saying, you know, maybe there's a subreddit that has a mega list. I was going to say, my anime list, we have a forum called Free Legal Streaming of Angelic Layer. Uh, okay, so High Dive is a. High Dive has it? I think so. Or at least, well, how old is this post? Just kidding. That's from three years ago. I used it to watch Haikyuu dubbed. I'm using it to watch Vodums. It's I, it's the worst streaming. I mean, I don't know. Crunchyroll is now the one. They sucked in Funimation. They just absorbed Funimation. Yeah, yeah. Back in my day, uh, Crunchyroll was like the anime social platform where we're posting on each other's walls. And I can still find my old profile. Uh, <laughs> Neither of them have Angelic Lair. 
Well, well, my summary might be the only way you'll ever learn about yeah, this show. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> this is the definitive must watch or listen if you want to know about one of Clamp's first tries at Shonen Shoujo. If your friends ever like, I want to watch Angelic Layer, but I can't find it anywhere, just be like, oh, well, listen to the recaps on Shoujo episode one through thirteen. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, uh, thanks for listening. You'll hear from us next week on episode three and four, where the action really gets started. Rate us five stars. I'm excited for Joe to experience. Yeah, oh, yeah, that. I got to do that. I got to set us up on everything. Rate us five stars on whatever your podcast platform you're listening to this on. Spread the good word about Shoujo. If you do that, maybe we'll... Maybe we'll read one. Yeah, we'll Maybe read we'll your... read your reviews if they're good. Yeah. And funny. And also five stars. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I just say rate it how you want it because I feel bad just saying only five stars. Just give us your honest no, opinion. Oh, no, <laughs> no, I'll say it. If you're going to rate us anything else, just put your actual feelings in the comment and then give us five stars. Okay, that, yeah. And I'll read the comment. <laughs> So I'll know if you're like, Joe talks too loud, or I don't like that you're watching a shonen on Shoujo. I know, oh my um, God. I'll read that, and I'll incorporate that feedback, or that feedback in my heart of hearts, but you, <laughs> we need five stars. My mom is on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, till next time. Do we have a sign-off? Toodaloo! Um, t- <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to be toodaloo. God, I have my work cut out for me editing this.